Welcome to episode 4 of the Colorful Kid Podcast. Today we got me, Raul, we got Flo, and we got Alvaro. First up, Mexico versus Argentina. We all saw the game. Flo was there. Give me some, give me your thoughts, Flo. Um, you know, as I predicted, uh, I think I think we came out and we showed up against the against the against the better opponents. Um, I thought we looked great. Um, you know, just about everyone have had a good game. You know, everybody showed up. Um, everyone did a good job. We did a good job of, uh, especially in the midfield. I feel like we gave Argentina a lot of problems. I feel like Argentina, you know, they they were uncomfortable in the midfield, trying to keep possession of the ball. You know, trying to make those little passes what they do. Um, but I, I thought it was a great game, game at least from my perspective. Um, it was a shame that we couldn't get that that win. Um, Aguero had to come on at the end and ruin everything, but it was still a good game. Alvaro, uh, it was a good game for Mexico. They, uh, I wouldn't say they dominated. They knew how to manage the game, but then it all fell apart when Tuca started making substitutions. But I think it's a confidence booster going into the USA game. Who was your uh, best player? Um, I, I would say Hector Herrera because uh, just just seeing him back in form, you know, he's chasing the ball. He wanted the ball. He got the goal. I think he had a great game. And your worst? My worst? I mean, Munoz. Who went from a great great game to trying to catch chickens on the field. Yeah, that was a pretty bad. That was, that was like, he was having a great game and then just threw it all away with that one error. Yeah, I kept watching the replay and it, it looks like he thinks he has the ball and then the ball takes a bounce and he's just like, oh, crap. But yeah. just, that playing service was so bad. It was just, I've, I don't think I've seen a field that bad for such an important game. It was just the worst. That was probably like the, the one point I was, the whole time I was thinking, once Mexico we got up 2-0, my only thought was, don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. And then Layun went down. It looked like he was holding his knee. I was freaking out. Luckily, it was just, I think he got kicked in the shin after the replays, but that that was just bad. Flo, who's your who? Who do you have as your best player? Uh, for me, <clears throat> probably go back to the midfield. Probably Guardado. I mean, from just watching it from my angle, it just seemed like he was all over the field. <clears throat> Every time you know Messi or somebody looked like they're about to you know uh, start attacking, he'd be right there helping out the defense, clogging up the middle. And also, I felt like he made some nice passes, um, getting the offense going. Um, and also, he had a couple you know a couple of shots. Unfortunately, they weren't on goal, but you know he was pushing forward. He was helping out on defense, clogging up the midfield. He was he was box to box. Do you agree with Alvaro that Munoz is the worst? No, nah, man, Munoz. I mean, Munoz was right in front of me for a lot. You know, for a second half, and he had some some pretty good saves. You know, he he had a pretty good game until the very end, like that bounce. I don't know what he was doing there. I, was, I, I thought he was just gonna run and get the ball, and all of a sudden I saw him dive and like barely hit the ball and I was like what's going on and that's when Aguero got that easy goal but no I think he had a pretty good game until the end I don't know for me maybe the fullbacks um the, the fullbacks were really weren't into the game as much as I, I think they would be or maybe weren't pushing forward as much as I thought they would be but do you think that was part of the game plan I mean it, it possibly back, could, help out it possibly could be but I mean it also just made him made him seem like they weren't even part of the game you know I think that was part of the game. I think that was just Tuka trying to frustrate them, f- flood, flood the eighteen. 
Because when those two guys came back, it let uh, Rafa and Jimenez and Moreno step up to knock the ball out or just not be afraid that if they step up, that they were going to be leave a couple guys behind because if wingbacks came back. But my best player, by far, in my opinion, got Yuta Vasquez. He mm. was just everywhere. He was just... He kind of like where that he was stopping attacks before they even happened. He was frustrating people. Anytime the ball went up to his midfielder, he rushed the midfielder and the mid Argentina. The whole first half, they just kept doing back passes, back passes. Just kept frustrating. They just looked like a team that was frustrated. My worst player, and this, you know, I don't want the hate tweets, but it had I'm to be Chicharito. I, I mean, he's just. How many chances did he have in that first half where you you were there, Flo? How many chances did he have where the crowd was just like, <gasps> and then nothing? Uh, I mean, he had a few, yeah, but I just feel like his movement, like you know, watch, watching him, I just feel like his movement <clears throat> and always, you know, making those runs, it just it just opened up so much, you know, so much space. And like I said, we're we're playing kind of a kind of defensive counterattack football and he was, you know, just making those runs with the speed and he and he managed with his, you know, trying to hold up the ball. I, I thought they worked well together. Yeah, he missed chances, but I think that's gonna change, you know, once he gets solid playing time um in Germany. But at the same time, like Alvaro was saying, everyone had a good game. So I am not saying he was a one out of ten, but everyone did their job, Chicharito. He he made the runs. He did his job in that aspect, but he's supposed to score. He didn't finish those. There was just a couple one on ones, and I agree. He's gonna he's gonna come around. I'm not scared. I'm not like, oh, we're falling apart. We gotta do something now. He'll come around. He'll, those are the things that come with playing time, and that's something he has not had. He's played about a hundred minutes since May. He has not played very much. But yeah. he's my, he was my worst player. I think my second best player was close. Like you're saying, Raúl Jiménez. I think that's one of the biggest talking points. Everyone's coming away saying, "Wow, this guy can actually play." Yeah, that was the best I've seen Raúl Jiménez play in a long time. I mean, he looked—he was out there making runs and, and creating space, just like Chicharito. I'm like, I was like, this guy's learning from Chicharito or something because I was watching him the whole the whole time and, and the whole game. He was nonstop running, trying to make runs. Um, you know, he was out there hustling, just like Chicharito usually is. I mean, so I think the two of them out there it just created a lot of problems. Alvaro, do you think he's the guy to start up there with Chicharito? Yeah, that attack looked crazy dangerous. Like I was excited after like the first fifteen minutes. I was like, I think I even did. I, t- I think I tweeted it out. I was like, it's too early to get excited about them up top together because they know they uh they move well for each other. They know when to make runs, when not to make runs. And I think if you give them time, they're just gonna they're just gonna get better. I. Over Vela and Gio? I don't, at this point, I don't know if Gio's going to get called back up. Well, are we talking for the U.S. game? or? I mean, just, you know, if yeah. you're... Yeah, I guess for the, since that's the next big game. I don't think they're going to call Gio up for that. So, um, I'd say... Well, the style that USA plays, it'll probably be Vela. Vela and Chicharito up there. Because we're not going to hit a counterattack on USA. Because they won't attack us, but any other time, I think Jimenez and Hernandez make a great pair, you know? They look very dangerous. If we, I'm not sure if we're going to stick with this, but if, let's just say we stick with that five-man back line, the 5-3-2. Two. 
Flo, do you think that hurts a player like Tecatito? Yeah, I mean, obviously with Tecatito. I mean, I, I think Tecatito can, can, you can stick him just about anywhere. He's going to be dangerous. But obviously that formation is not going to be the best formation for him. I think he's just caught in a position where I I don't know if you put him up top with uh, with Chicharito or I mean maybe you you can play him with Jimenez Tecatito up top just because he's the smaller guy running off the you know the big the big target forward. But if we stick with that five three two, I don't see him starting. I see him maybe coming off the bench and and he did get called up. He didn't make he didn't make the trip, but he did get called up. He wasn't like Gio where Tuca just quote-unquote, didn't have him in mind for this call-up. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I, I think uh, Tuca maybe sees him as a super sub, and I think um, he's going to just hold him and you know for that second-half substitution. So if we need him, he can come on you know with his with his runs and his um, you know taking people one-on-one. He's just going to come on. He's just going to be instant energy off the bench. What did you guys think of the Trinidad and Tobago game? I know that was that was. I felt like that game was mostly to see Tuca was like, all right, who are my eleven to eighteen players? You know, not my starting eleven, but who who are my next guys off the bench? And it, I think that kind of went how we mostly expected, just kind of a jumbled mess, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, things that stood out from that game was uh, Aquino playing good until the final. The final third, that final ball, it seemed like you know, just like in in Europe, he just couldn't find that final ball, and it, and it was true in that in that game as well. Um, also, unfortunately, Alanis just did not look good back there at all. Thoughts <laughs> <laughs> on that, Alvaro? <laughs> wow, that was terrible. I don't know what the hell he was trying to do. I think he was trying to shield the ball, let it go out of bounds, but then the. Yeah, that player came in and knocked the ball back I, in. Uh, Alani yeah. slipped and. Hope he doesn't do that when he's playing on Chivas. But yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with Flo about uh, Aquino. He had a he had a good game. He looked he looked fresh. He looked like he wanted to play. Um, Bella was kind of off. He's a captain. Yeah, but he didn't create much. What do you guys think of that? Of Tuka giving him the captaincy. Uh, who else was? I mean, who else played? I guess that is true. I think he was the most. He had the most games. Did he? What about Aquino? Talavera, maybe. Talavera. But he never really. Uh, what about um? Did Aguilar start that game? No. 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 Oh, he didn't even make it, right? No, he was on the bench for the first game, but he was carrying a small injury, and they were hoping he'd play the second game, but he did, they sent him back home and just kept a few minutes. Yeah, I think Vela probably maybe had the most caps of anybody on there. I think you're right. I wish those caps were more, but that's a different issue. <laughs> Another a player, I mean, Jimenez, he played well that game. He pulled the Chicharito coming off the bench one minute later, scored a goal. Yeah, I think it went down as an own goal, unfortunately. But yeah, again, he was just instant energy, instant offense off the off the bench. And then that goal lasso. Oh yeah. Oh man. That's beautiful. I had uh, Porto fans tweeting me saying that's that's what we need back in Porto. That's the that's the Herrera we need. 
you think? Yeah. And then more of those fans were tweeting me yesterday in Portuguese. I don't know what they were saying, but Google Translate helped out. But they were just like, yes, this is what we need. Come back. Come back now. And one minute they don't want them, the next minute they want them to come back. That's how it is in Europe. The pressure. I think the pressure with Herrera is they know he's good. They know he's better than what he's been playing. Mm-hmm. He was one of the better players last year for them. They voted him like the MVP of the season, I think, right? He was up there. I know that. I think he wasn't. I think I saw the Porto account tweeted tweeted out that he was the he was the MVP for this season. I believe yeah. it. He played like every game. So that's huge. Yeah. Even he sucks on himself though that he wasn't yeah. up. To in an interview, he said he, you know, not his normal self. He's trying to get back to it. So, we'll see. Competition is tough. Another one just came in, Tecatito. Mm-hmm. We'll see where they play him, but he can slide in the midfield or slide out wide in that four-three-three. Switch mm-hmm. things up here, Alvaro. I know you saw most of the first half. Any thoughts in that USA Brazil disaster? Real USA. quick. Let's not spend too much time, but you know, USA look terrible especially down the left flank like they were getting ripped apart and then they just they didn't have anything they didn't show anything it was just a terrible game all around even like the announcers were to a point they were getting bored and they were lucky to go down only one nil into the half they should have been down like four nil i think the announcer spent most of the time talking about the mexico argentina game <laughs> yeah yeah they kept cutting over to the at&t stadium and like Hyping it up even more. Try not to lose that viewership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they showed nothing against Brazil, and I know it's Brazil. No one expected the USA to win. No, but it's it's the worst Brazil side in in years. It's it's not the Jorge Bonito Brazil. It's a, you know it's a Brazil that you can manage to hold your own against. Yeah, I agree. And people, I mean, they expected them to show up, and they didn't show up, and. I had a lot of debates with this last night. I think it's Mexico is more talented than USA. I'm not saying, you know, by a lot, the gap somewhat closing, but Duca is just going to coach. Duca's mustache is going to outcoach Klinsman. Klinsman was playing, has been, before the game, before the Brazil game, he said, no, now the time for experiments is over. We're not going to experiment against the side against Brazil. And what does he do? He plays five, six players out of position. Yep. He played Bedoya, who's been a winger his whole career, and plays him at defensive mid. A position he even said in the post-game interview he has never played as professional. Wow. In the meantime, he has Michael Bradley as a number 10. And Michael Bradley is one of the, I would say he's arguably the best D-mid in CONCACAF. And the last time Klinsman tried putting uh, Bradley at a number 10 was during the World Cup, and that was arguably the worst four or five, six-game stretch for Bradley in the USA team because he, he's not a number 10. He's just not, and Klinsman keeps trying to put him there. And, yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about that. And he, he played the left backs and right backs were natural center backs. Um, one of his wingers was Yedlin, and Yedlin usually plays fullback. He's been known to play winger, but he loses the ball, he gets he gets pushed up too high, and they just look like a disaster. He, to the fans who watched Porto last year, 
Bedoya reminded me of a very similar situation when Porto put Diego Reyes right back <laughs> against Bayern Munich in the second leg of a Champions League. <laughs> and just like that, the coach subbed him out. Thirty, like, I think Klinsman took him out in the 35th minute. It was just terrible. So, according to the USA game, USA-Mexico game, USA is not on all cylinders. They are struggling. There's a lot of people within the US USA fans who just don't know what the hell Klinsman's doing. So, to the fans who are saying, oh, Mexico should have won. What the hell's going on in Mexico? They're, gonna, they're losing it. Go back, watch the Brazil destroy the United States, and then come back to me and tell me, Mexico did not have a good game against Argentina. Because that was a disaster. Alright, enough of the USA. That, whatever, we'll see what happens there. Is, are any of you guys going to go to the game? Confed Cup? Nope. <laughs> I'm working that weekend. Pancho's, Pancho Villa's army keeps tweeting about it. I almost want to just suck it up and just buy tickets. Yeah, man, but the flight, the flight, the hotel, you know, the food and everything while you're there, you know, driving around, it just, it adds up. Yeah. They'll be back. Mexico will be back in Chicago at some point. They come here like every other year. All right. Let's do a little Q&A real quick. A couple people tweeted in some questions. Uh, Daniel Munoz at dboy underscore 45 wants to know based on the gold cup and yesterday's game who are you picking as your starting D-mid Jonah or Gallito Flo what do you got that's a really good question it's a tough one um, like I said on the last podcast I've always been a fan of Gallito it's just we haven't really had a spot for him in the in the starting 11 um, from what I saw yesterday you know he had a he had a, a hell of a game but Jonah also had one of the, you know, probably the second best gold cup of any Mexican player. Um, if we have to pick one center defensive mid, I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably have to go with Gaito. Alvaro, do you think this question kind of depends on the formation we play? Um, yeah. Or not, not necessarily the formation, but the style. Yeah, I guess it depends on the opponent. If we're going to go and attack, you want Jonah in there. But if we're going to sit back and try to disrupt the midfield, you want Gallito in there. And I think it just comes back down to if Jonah and Giovanni will get called back up. Not if, probably when they'll get called back up. But I think at the moment, I would take Gallito. And like we said before, he's never he's never like lost his place. It's just people he that start or... People just step up and fill, fill in the gap. He was a little banged up at the Gold Cup, Gallito. Yeah, he was supposed to start, remember, the first game, and then all of a sudden I think he tweaked something while warming up and he just missed the whole thing. Yeah. All right, we got another question from uh, Tony Medina at El Maestro 2TM. He's saying, is Tuca the real deal? There's a lot of hate for him in Liga MX from non-Tigers fans, but are they just hating because of his attitude? Who wants this question? What's the what's the hate that, that is coming out? I think just the stubbornness 
the reputation he has. Yeah, I mean, being a I, real disciplinarian. I mean, I think that might be what the team needs. Going coming from a coach like Piojo, you know, a, a real players coach. I mean, maybe maybe they need somebody with a uh, with a lot of discipline. You know, somebody who's gonna you know tell them how it is. That's a real departure. Piojo was a was the definition of a players coach. And Tuca Tuca does not seem to be anything of a player's coach. But he's been coaching in Mexico. He's been successful. Alvaro, do you think he's got a bad rep? Uh, well, yeah. He gets, uh, gets some hate. But I think from what we saw in the past two games, he would be, I think he'd be a decent candidate. Um, I don't know if his big game, like, in terms of big games, like, does he win them? Like, we saw what he did in Libertadores. And then I think he's lost a couple of finals in Mexico. So I don't know if he can win the big game, but I think he can He can definitely coach up a team. I think he was everything considered, all the names we heard, all the retreads, La Volpe, I even heard La Puente coming back. I think he was a perfect coach for these four games. Now it's just... It literally all just depends on the USA game. If he wins, great hire. Fans will be like, oh, fans might even want him to stay. If he loses, they'll be like, hey, let's get someone else in here. Let's get Piojo back in here or something. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe even a a big win against USA. Maybe like not just uh, like a 2-1 or whatever. I think um, if he if he wins maybe like 3-1, 4-1, something like that, then that's fans will really be calling for him to be the coach. Fun fact, Klinsman has never lost against Mexico. As as a as head coach of the USA team, he's won three games and he's tied three games. There's a first for everything. Yeah. We're, we're due for a win, it's okay. That's true. <laughs> well, Mexico was the reason they USA fired their last coach after 2011. Yeah, but uh, president of U.S. Soccer says Klinsman will not be fired regardless of the outcome of the game. So he's safe. I saw I saw on Twitter today they wanted to fire Klinsman and let uh, Bruce Arena coach the game against Mexico. <laughs> what? So they're getting a uh, you know U.S. fans are getting a little uh, worried. Well, did you guys hear what he said about the after? The the game against Peru, or maybe maybe the article came out right before. Yeah, they they came out right before the the game. He was basically saying that the U.S. fans don't understand what he's trying to do. <laughs> he pretty much told this the U.S. supporters that they don't uh, they can't comprehend what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Who does that? Why why would you say that? I don't know. It's Klinsman. He's got a contract. He's got millions of dollars. He knows they're not going to fire him, so he can say what he wants. Uh, all right, this weekend. Flo, you got any game? Any Europeo games you want to watch? Yeah, I got a lot of them. Starting off uh, Saturday morning early. Got to wake up for Chelsea and Everton. Whoa. There's no Mexicans involved in that game. But, yeah, but then right after that, got to watch the uh, PSV game. 
right after that. Um, so yeah, I think the weekend for as far as the Mexicans go, uh, weekend's gonna start with uh, Guardado and Moreno. Hopefully, they both get a start um, for PSV. I'm a little disappointed that on Friday Benfica play. I wish they would have played on Saturday or Sunday because I don't think I'm sure Jimenez will be maybe in the, t- in the top 18 or in the game day 18. But I think if the game was on Saturday or Sunday, he might even get a start the way he's been playing. Did they change that? I thought the game was originally for Sunday. I think it was on Sunday. They moved it up to the 11th because Benfica has a Champions League. Champions Champions League starts this weekend or next Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, Benfica plays next Tuesday, so it was originally scheduled for the 12th for yeah for for Sunday. Did Porto get moved too? Because I know they were on Sunday too. Porto plays now. Porto still plays on Sunday. It's still on Sunday. Yeah. So. I don't know, maybe they got more pull. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that Bayer Leverkusen game, 8.30 Central Time. Maybe Chicharito will probably make his debut. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, so it looks like Saturday, which was Friday, we got Jimenez, Raul, then Saturday we got Chicharito, Guardado, and Moreno. And uh, then Sociedad play uh, Saturday late, right? Yeah, three central. They play Real Betis, and they get... Reyes should get the start. Vela should get the start. So those guys should be automatic. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, we got Villarreal versus Granada at five a.m. central. I don't think anyone's gonna be getting up to watch that game. Jesus no. Christ! Sorry, Jonas. Sorry. <laughs> know, it's only it's only six a.m. New York time, man. That's all you. I'm, I'm going out Saturday night. <laughs> I might as well stay up. <laughs> We need you to take notes. Yeah, take notes, man. We get some game notes. Uh, we got Rafa Marquez at 5.30 a.m. Central Sunday. You can at least make it for that one if you can't make the 5 a.m. Yeah. I don't want to watch Rafa Marquez. <laughs> el, el Kaiser, the Michoacan, come on. He had a good game, though. Yeah, he. we need to replace him. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, but... Yeah, somebody needs to step up. Someone needs to step up. And real quick, I think Jimenez... Or not Jimenez. I think Reyes. Anytime Moreno and Rafa are there, I feel like Reyes relaxes, keeps it simple, and like just does what he needs to do. But when like when Rafa and Moreno aren't there, I feel like Reyes puts a lot of pressure on him, tries to do too much, and that's when he makes his mistakes. Yeah, that. I mean, that back three was working great last night. Um, Rafa. Moreno and Reyes, I thought all three of them were working well together. You know, Rafa was in the in the middle calling the shots, but like you said, I'm not sure how much longer Rafa's going to be able to do this. Who knows, man? He might be there 2018. You never know. He'll be uh, 56 leading the team. Well, Colombia had that 39-year-old guy in their defense. Oh, yeah. I forget his name. But he's 39 years old. He was at the World Cup. Rafa will be... 38, 39. Just saying. I'm just saying. Alright. Um, we got Uli Davila. I don't know if he's going to play. I, I don't know what he's. I don't know what's going on with his career, but it plays Sunday, Sunday morning. We got Malaga. I don't even know why I include him in the schedule, but Ochoa's on the roster somewhere. <laughs> he's somewhere. He's somewhere. And then we got 
I don't think I could not find a game time for the Olymp- Olympiacos game this weekend. I think they play Sunday, but I don't see a kickoff time. I can't find it anywhere. And Polito, well, let's get real, t- real quick. Polito, he lost his case. So the court of Arbit- the court of arbitration of sports said that they ruled in favor of Tigres. So. He, I think he has to go back to Tigres unless Olympiacos wants to pay a fee. And I heard a report from Eric Gomez that Olympiacos is interested in, I guess, paying for his rights. So whether that means they pay for the 50% that Tigres owns or Chivas own 50%, uh, that's a mess. But... It's not going to get resolved anytime soon. Do you yeah. think that matters at all? Or do you think Polito's so far from the team that it'll be a while before he gets a call-up anyway? Yeah, I think it's a while before he gets a call-up. Um, he needs to start getting playing time before he can get any type of call-up. If Tuka's our coach, you think he calls him up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, not Tuka. <laughs> Tuka gets the coaching job, that's it. Yeah, Tuka gets a token jo- coaching job. It's gonna be like La Volpe and Guatemo just won't call him up. <laughs> just refuses to call him up. You're gonna call Espericueta and let him sit on the bench. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started in Espericueta. Ugh, we can go a whole episode about him not seeing the field. Uh, well, whatever. Well, whatever. And yeah, that's that's the weekend slate, and then Champions League next week. That should yes. be that should be good. We got a couple of good matchups. Benfica is playing Astana, which is the worst trip. I think it's about an eleven hour flight from Portugal to Kazakhstan. Yes. At the very least, I mean, they're they're I don't know how they made it in the Champions League, but I'm guessing Benfica will play some mostly reserves. So at the very least, Raul should start that game. Yeah, since the game got moved up to Friday, maybe uh, they rest them on Friday and maybe start them for Champions League. We got PSV against Manchester United Tuesday. That should be a big test. Bayer Leverkusen against BATE from the Russian League on a Wednesday. And yes, people, Chicha can play. Yes. We got Olympiacos versus Bayern Munich. I Polito is not going to play. Maybe left back. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> we have Porto versus the Dynamo Kiev on Wednesday. Oh, damn. Come on. Picture in picture for that. Yeah, and then on Thursday, Europa League with Villarreal versus Rapid Vienna. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on vacation next week. I'm not going to do anything but watch soccer now. <laughs> Good. Expect a couple of articles a day from you, so you know the email. I'm gonna be like Josh. Yeah, I made this. Yeah, I made this. Put it up. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, any any final thoughts going into any anything really? I mean, do you, anything you guys want to talk about from uh, the club season coming back up or Mexico USA game? Um, just stress that uh, Chicharito will get better. He's going to find his form, and eventually he's going to be burying those opportunities that he got yesterday. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not stressed about Chicharito. He's gonna with solid with a uh, consistent playing time. He's gonna find his uh his goal scoring touch again. And Raul's gonna be ranking him number one in no time. Hey yeah. man, just play some minutes, score some goals. You'll fly up my rankings asap. Oh, and he only has five more goals to catch uh, Borghetti. Oh yeah, I'm excited for that. What do you guys think about Mexico's penalty kick? Kicker, I guess. Should it be Guardado? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if you saw Flo, but Jimenez wanted to take that, and he got the ball. And after he got the foul, he looked at Chicharito. He said, "Primer said, hey, 'Hey, I'm taking this.'" And Chicharito looked at him and said, "Nah, bro, you're not. <laughs> nah, stand down. He's <laughs> like, stand down, young buck. <laughs> he wanted to prove that he missed on purpose when he was on Man U. Exit. <laughs> you think it should be Guardado? I mean, Guardado. Yeah, it should, probably, it should probably be one of those. Tuca said it was for the players on the field to decide. I'm mm-hmm. okay with Raul wanting to take that. He, he's been informed. He wants to take it. That's that shows that he wants to. Do, he wants to do everything he can. So I, I'm okay with Raul wanting it. At the same time, I'm totally okay with Chicharito taking the shot. Yeah, I mean, I like that Chicharito took it. I mean, he he needs to go score some goals here, uh, get going. But if I'm being 100% honest, probably Raul. I mean, Raul, his his penalties are, you know, has he ever, when's the last time he's missed a penalty? Who, Raul or Guardado? Raul. Oh, I don't. Had to be America, I think. I can't realize. I mean, it's, let's, he didn't get that many minutes at Madrid, so. Yeah, I mean, well, his, uh, I mean, his penalties have always been amazing. I mean, he's, he always, he doesn't even look at the ball. He just stares at the goalkeeper. And he just he does he's always been good at penalties. So I mean, if I'm being 100 percent honest, I mean I'd probably say Raúl. Did that hurt to say as a Chivas fan right there? Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> My big thing, look going forward next month. I mean, we've been talking about it. I'm really curious to see what Jimenez does at Benfica. All the other Europeans, we kind of have an idea, you know, but. He he didn't get that many minutes, and I think he's gonna get some run at Benfica. So this is it. If he doesn't do well, kind of come back home to a club America. But I, he has shown that he's developed developed, even though he didn't get that many minutes. So I'm excited for him. Yeah, yesterday he looked he looked great. Yeah, he looked I, think, I think he's excited too. So he's making good runs. Yeah. Also, thing number two I'm excited about is Mexic all the Mexicans at Porto. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, did we did we even say what time that game is on Sunday? Uh, that game is at 10 a.m. Central. Yeah, so. I wake up to see half at three against some team in Portugal. Pretty much, they're playing Aruca, which is a team I believe that Jimenez scored on a couple weeks ago. There we go. All right, all right. Well, this has been episode four of the Colorful Kid Podcast. Flo, tell them when they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at. The Real Flow, F-L-O, no W. Alvaro? You can find me on Twitter at underscore dos uno, D-O-S-U-N-O. And I'm Raul, and you can find me at underscore bones. Thanks for listening.